Amid the quarantine, I curated conversations ranging from mental health, personal growth, race relations, marriage, and church leadership. Of the 110 conversations, here's my top 15. This is the John Peacock Podcast. Welcome to season one. talked about this song not done yet you know yes and you have the saying right at church which yes. is we're yep. not done right that's right and 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 i think like god looks down the corridor of time hmm. and like the things that that god has reserved for me as a 42 year old he was not going to give me as a 21 year old worship leader um, he, he, he had those things reserved for me. Mm. And in the same way, I think that God looked down the corridor of time and saw coronavirus mm. and, and was like, I have some things for church leaders and church worshipers that I, that I have reserved for, for, the, for such a time as this that in the waiting for them to come back out of their home, like these are the things that I'm going to teach them. Like all of a sudden you and I became like TV evangelists, right? (laughs) Which is like crazy. Right. But also I have an opportunity now. I don't even need like part of my frustration has been like in evangelizing to the people on my street is trying to convince them to leave their house on a Sunday morning, which is their day off. And now I don't even need to convince them to to leave their house. Mm. I'm like, I'm going to church. You can come to church. Yes, with me. Here's yes. the link. You'll see my ugly face on, up <laughs> on screen. You know, uh, and let's go. You yes. know, and that is something that I've in in 20 plus years of mm. leading worship, I, I I've never seen that ministry opportunity. Wow. God has, has released it to us yep. for this time. And, you know, vertical worship is, um, I mean, how would I describe it? Is it like a collective? Is that a way to describe vertical worship? Uh, it's actually really the songwriting arm of our church. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm in kind of like the third, the third lap of personnel. <laughs> in vertical worship. Uh, and, uh, so we've very intentionally made it all about the songs and mm. not really about the people to the point that people, you know, will show up and do events at conferences and, and festivals and stuff. And we'll start playing songs like open up the heavens and yes, I will. And people will go, Oh, you're those guys. <laughs> We're like, yes, that's exactly what we wanted. Well, you know, on behalf of our church, thank you. Thank you to, you know, those songs I know are labored over. Um, yeah. You, you don't just, um, you know, it, it's, I can't imagine the amount of prayer and, and work and toil that goes into to every song. And they bless our church. They bless my soul. I listen to them. I sing them in my, when I'm working out, I just sing them all the time. And a couple of songs I'd love to talk about real quick before we finish up. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the one uh, one you guys just released, not done yet, which 
we haven't started doing that one yet. I can't wait to do it. I love that song. But one song that we're singing uh, like crazy is the Yes, I Will song. And tell us maybe just a minute or two about Yes, I Will, a little bit of behind the scenes writing, and then we'll talk about Open Up the Heavens next. Oh. Well, a little bit behind the scenes, I'm thankful that I didn't write it because I get to be a full participant <laughs> of that song without judging, is it good or is it not good, mm -hmm. you know? And um, as with a lot of songs that we write, we write about 70 to 80 songs per record. And that's because we value songwriting as an opportunity to spend time with the Lord, not primarily to bless the church. Wow. Um, like I can't pray for three minutes without my mind drifting. Whereas I can spend three hours in a writer's room with a couple of guys and girls with our Bibles open mm. and God just hangs out. Right. Because whenever we turn our affections to him, he becomes present. And Andy, that is, I know there'll be worship leaders and songwriters that watch this, that that shift right there is significant. Yeah. The, the purpose of writing songs as a, a way to spend time with Jesus. I mean, that, yeah. don't write songs to bless the church. Don't, don't do that. Wow. Because uh, the way I like to think about it is like, you know, down in Chicago in the summer during the air and water show, you know, we're all watching the planes, but there are some beautiful boats out there and you can have two boats with the same sail in the air and one of them moves faster than the other because still in 2020 only god puts the wind in the sails of a boat mm. only god can do that you cannot manipulate the wind and and in the same way like as songwriters we're the boat builders mm. we're just faithfully called as you are brother as you preach at the weekend and you toil over that message and you spend time that nobody sees trying to move this word here and this word here. And then you present it in a way with fear and trembling. Yeah. You know, and God's like, don't worry, I'll put the wind in the sails. Like, mm. like you've built something that, that can carry me. And probably some of your greatest messages are ones that you've preached yourself that you'll never preach to the congregation. Mm. And those are so valuable because you know, if you get to ask the Lord, Lord, what was my best message? He'll be like, oh, there was this one thing that you said to yourself while you were on this walk this one time. It was just mm. like such a good message. Mm. And, the, and the beautiful thing about that boat is that just you and I got to sail in it. So like when you're writing 70 or 80 songs, I think of this story. Um, I'll be quick. There's a guy called Dr. Pete Sanchez, who works for New Life Church in Colorado Springs, he, he's in his 70s, I think now, and he wrote, I Exalt Thee. Wow. He set out one year to write a song for each psalm. So he, so he wrote 150 songs to represent each psalm, not word for word, but that would just kind of stand up against each psalm. And one of them was, I Exalt Thee. So the whole world has sung that song. Yet who wins? Pete wins because he gets to keep 149 of those. Wow. Oh. Right? Yeah. We think we win because we got, I exalt thee. And God's like, no, I'll share one. 
but like 149 of those are just for me and Pete. Mm. And so there's, that's why the value is just like writing songs. So yes, I will. I like a lot of songs came around in a high writing season where we're literally asking, I think this is really important in any kind of creative thing that you give to God is what does, what is in songwriting? The question would be, what do we not have a song about? Mm. And, and at that point, like Eddie and John and Mia who have been writing for vertical for so long, you know, just had that concept that, 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 uh, a, a volitional choice just to say yes mm. to God to say yes can I give my yes to him mm. it's really like poses the question if you had to write a song to the Lord that just had one word in it what would that word mm. be mm. Um, and uh, somewhere near the top of my list would be the word yes like if I could just say yes mm-hmm. to God like and and I think that strikes God's like, I want to put the wind in, in the sails of that, which we've seen him do way beyond us guys, just milling around in church at our desk jobs, you know, and this song, just like we release the song and then it just carries. Mm. And, and people say, I'm so thankful for that song. And we're like, it's, we're so thankful that, that God has used it because it's your song now. Like mm. you got in that boat. Like we pushed it out on the lake you know, and, and, and off it went and it mm. picked you up. Mm. And, um, and, uh, and I think that's why songs like that have power to them yes. because even as a songwriter myself, I love when a song comes along, I've got, I've, I'm way past the years of like, Oh, I wish I wrote that song. And now I'm more at the just like, thank you, God, that you put that song in someone's heart, mm. someone's wow. mouth, you know, to say something that we haven't yet said as yes. a body yes. of believers to God. You know, one of my one of my favorites as we begin a worship set is "Open Up the Heavens." Man, just it it I've I think I've offered that up to God. I don't know, hundreds of times probably. I mean, I just, and it's still fresh to me. It moves me and I believe it blesses God. And uh, just the cry of our hearts to, man, we want to see you, you know, tell us a little bit about that song when you wrote it. I believe you did write that song. Um, And um, so actually while I'm talking to you, I'm going to load this up on my phone and we'll do a little like interesting observation here on the song. but. Uh, I keep something on my phone just to humble me a lot. And um, here it is. So, um, I mean, we were going through a message uh, on revival. Um, Lord, rend the heavens and come down. Mm. Show us your glory. Like that concept of just like God tearing open the heavens Mm. and allowing his spirit to fall, which, which, some interesting things that we learn about the spirit in worship is that like, yes, one baptism, but many fillings and, and consistently asking the Lord, Lord, we need your spirit afresh. Cause I'm leaking, you know, as I leave the church at the week, you know, and I go through my week, Lord, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaking. I'm a sinful person, you know, saved by grace, walking in faith, you know, uh, and, 
um, and that consistent asking for like, look, God, open the heavens. Like we've, and I, I was standing on stage for a long time before that, uh, opening up worship services by saying, let's, let's pray together. God, we've waited for this day. We're gathered in your name, thinking in my head, that would make a great lyric to a, to a <laughs> song. And so all these things are merging together. Um, and I was out in Nashville writing with a friend of mine who has written, has been a great partner with us, a better friend, mm. you know, which is the way it should be. Um, but a long time partner with us, the vertical, and we sat down and started, I started unpacking this, like I've waited for this day, I'm gathered in your name. And, and the other guy who was writing with us had just driven by a construction zone that morning and he was like i love that idea of just like you know guys like hitting hammers and just kind of like okay you know where is this going and um so anyway here we go it's gonna play the first bit okay just so you can hear There's some weird chords in there. And, and that was the beginning of Open Up the Heavens. Doesn't no sound way. Really like the, the song, you know. But um, I came home and, and uh, you know, I brought it to my pastor. And he was like, I think I, because he was preaching that in that series right then. Like, um, he was like, I think I've got a second verse, you know, come come and work with me on this so so we did and we hit that second verse and then meredith um who was leading worship with us at the time she was with us for 10 years yeah i love meredith she's great yeah. oh yeah she was uh she was on stage with me while i was trying it out and that's the thing i love about church you know is that you should allow your songwriters and your worship leaders to not bring something polished like it's like a golden calf you know just like here church like <laughs> Is this an acceptable sacrifice of praise? But instead, just say, hey, Eugene Peterson says this so great in the book, Run With The Horses. We have been invited into a conversation that we did not have the first word and we will not have the last, yet we have been invited in. Wow. And, and mm -hmm. as songwriters, I love to just have a platform where I can be like, hey, we're working on a song. And... And I want to see whether you sing this back to us. Mm. And, and so we, we rehearsed it five minutes before we <laughs> played it. <laughs> and then we kind of turned to Meredith and Will's like, we need a bridge, <laughs> like sing something. No way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and she gets to that part and she's just like, you know, show us, show us your glory because that's what we were preaching. That's what we were hearing from the pulpit. And, so obviously there's some like loose nuts and bolts that you have to like tighten up to, to, to and obviously change, you know, the sound of the song from, yeah. from the construction zone thing that it originally was. But, but uh, what I love at the end of that is that the song was written in community and it wasn't written with the expectation that, that when you come out of the writer's room, you're stuck with whatever you have right there. 
And I think that's a great lesson for anybody who puts a pen to paper or a paintbrush to a canvas or uh, is, you know, deciding to paint a wall in their home during this season of just being kind of like, let us not, you know, try to create something perfect, but instead through the community of the people that we're in, create something that, that hopefully like we all stand back at and say, man, like I'm just so thankful mm-hmm. for the Lord's participation in that. Mm-hmm. Well, Andy, this has been a gift, man. I love, loved our conversation. And I know this has been a gift to our friends watching, you know, some of which uh, are part of mission church, probably a lot that aren't worship leaders that we've never met songwriters that know their songwriters and some that are going to start to write songs, uh, not so that they are known one day, but to truly spend time with Jesus. And thank you, man. Thank you for your generosity of spirit just to, to give us this time, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, man. We'll talk soon. All right. God bless. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. For more content or to watch this episode, visit johnpeacock.com. Until next time, keep your eyes open, hold tight to your convictions, give it all you've got, be resolute, and love without stopping.